Chapter Thirteen of the Subjection of Isabel Carnaby. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Subjection of Isabel Carnaby by Ellen Thornycroft Fowler. Chapter Thirteen. Gabriel the Man. The weeks passed on, and still Gabriel did not gain strength there was nothing definite the matter with him perhaps it would have been better for him if there had been since a definite evil demands a definite cure but he had simply done too much had overdrawn his account at the bank of vitality and nature that most merciless of creditors was set upon summoning him before her county court and stationing her bailiff's weakness and weariness and depression in his house until he should have paid her back to the uttermost farthing at the end of two months spent with his mother in the country gabriel returned to town to consult the great doctor who had taken his case in hand and there he was met with the crushing blow that he must if he ever wished to regain his shattered health and strength resign the living of st ethelredus and take a country parish for a term of several years that was the only course open to him the doctors said unless he were bent upon suicide he came back to his mother's well-nigh broken-hearted it seemed as if fortune had indeed been outrageous in pelting him with her slings and arrows first the disappointment about fabia and then this still severer blow about st ethelredus love and life-work taken away from him at one fell swoop just when he thought he was nearing the summit of success in both and for a time the burden seemed greater than he could bear he had meant to do such wonderful things with his work before him and fabia by his side he had intended to remove mountains and to overthrow principalities and powers to stand in the forefront of the great battle between good and evil and to go forth conquering and to conquer and suddenly he was met by the stern decree thus far shalt thou go and no farther he was bidden to stand no longer with the ark in the middle of jordan but to court ease and obscurity in the backwater of a country parish truly the hand of god was heavy upon him just then and the very fact that he was out of health made it all the harder for him patiently to endure and cheerfully to submit for a man's faith is often very much affected by his physical condition satan understood human nature when he suggested that even the patient job might curse god to his face when once his flesh and his bone were touched as a matter of fact satan always does understand human nature it is divine nature that passes his comprehension so that when as frequently happens even in this present world this mortal puts on immortality satan's reckonings are upset and his premises falsified as indeed happened in the very case quoted above so poor gabriel went a day's journey into the wilderness of blighted hope and bitter disappointment and sat him down under the juniper tree of doubt and despair with the old cry it is enough now take away my life and as he lay in the dark shadow of the juniper tree behold as aforetime an angel touched him and the angel came in the form of 
janet field now had uninspired humanity been writing the history of elijah it would have dealt with this scene in the story very differently it was a striking moment a moment when spirits are finely tuned to fine issues think of it a scene with only two dramatis personae and they very choicest of their kind first the prophet who had just played the principal part in the most splendid drama ever written who had stood upon the summit of carmel and called down fire from heaven to confound his enemies and who had then made the very clouds his chariots and refreshed the parched earth with abundance of rain did ever conqueror return from a more magnificent victory than this did ever mere man before or since constrain clouds and fire and stormy winds to the fulfilling of his word this was the first person in the drama the second was no less wonderful being one of those mysterious beings who excel in strength one of those sons of god who shouted for joy when the foundations of the earth were laid chanting their amen to the venite of the morning stars and what did this angelic messenger say to the mighty conqueror who was for the moment overthrown did he strengthen him with the recital of past triumphs or encourage him with a battle-song of still greater things to be listen and behold an angel touched him and said unto him arise and eat no war-songs or battle-cries or heroics nothing but such ordinary every-day homely comfort as would be given to a weeping child and there was more than mere comfort there was tender sympathy for the angel came again the second time and touched him and said arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee dear human commonplace comfortable words such words as we should all like to hear in our dejected moments when the road is too stony for us and we fall by the way like tired children such words as are spoken to one whom his mother comforteth thus gabriel found consolation in the loving sympathy and cheerful companionship of janet she talked no heroics to him she did not attempt to prove by argument that all things are for the best in this best of all possible worlds she first looked after his bodily comforts and then shared with him the sorrow of his heart her whole walk and conversation was but an amplification of the words arise and eat because the journey is too great for thee truly as far as gabriel was concerned she was a veritable angel of the lord there are many women in this world who would fain give consolation in sorrow to the men whom they love but they do not know the way they argue and encourage and cheer and exhort and yet it is all in vain such women would do well to learn a lesson from the angel of elijah gradually janet became more than an angel to gabriel more than one of those heavenly visitants who neither marry nor are given in marriage she began to occupy the niche in his heart which the defalcation of fabia had left vacant it is a true saying that the affections of many men are caught on the rebound and these as a rule are what are commonly known as marrying men 
the man who is described by his friends as not a marrying man is rarely if ever enslaved in this way his affections when once wounded and repulsed are even more impregnable than they were before there are two kinds of bachelors in this world the men in the walls and structures of whose hearts are empty niches all ready for the image of the unknown goddess just as in some houses there are bookshelves built into the original fabric and the men who have no place prepared when diana of the ephesians falls straight down from jupiter and consequently walls have to be knocked down and other furniture removed to make room for her carr belonged to the former class from his boyhood he had worshipped the ideal woman feminine sympathy and companionship and approbation were essential to him he could not live without them therefore when as he imagined fabia had once embodied the ideal he could not again even though fabia had failed disembody her if he had not first fallen in love with fabia he would probably never have fallen in love with janet but the door of his heart having once been thrown open by fabia it would not close again so janet found at last an easy entry she would never have succeeded in opening that door herself she lacked the special power to do so but after another hand had forced the lock there was no one so well fitted as she to enter in and sweep and garnish janet was one of the rare women who are proficient performers on that useful instrument popularly known as the second fiddle it is a great gift the women who are content to play second fiddle and to make the best of it give much sweet music to the world there are no more essential performers in the orchestra of life than they do we not all know them and the soothing harmonies which they make patient spinsters kindly stepmothers comfortable second wives humbly and cheerfully taking the part allotted to them by the great conductor and never struggling nor straining after the first place are not all our lives the richer for their music and can we doubt that these blessed musicians shall take one day a leading part in that chorus which shall stand on the shores of the sea of glass striking the harps of god janet was aware that she was not gabriel's first love during the sunny afternoons of that long summer holiday he had confided in her the whole story of his infatuation for fabia and the disappointment that it had brought him and she was content that it should be so he was so utterly first with her that she never even asked what place she took with regard to him it was enough for her to love she did not trouble about any return there is always something rather small about the jealous woman the woman who refuses to marry a widower or who begs her husband to promise her that he will never marry again should anything happen to her something is lacking in the quality of her love at the bottom of her heart she loves herself more than she loves him 
were her love perfect she would want him to be happy even at the cost of his memory of her she would be content to be forgotten if only he could be comforted the maternal element in her love would help her to this and the wife who has no maternal element in her love for her husband falls considerably short of the mark of her high calling but fate was not without its irony for poor gabriel even in the compensations of his present lot it was hard that he should at last have fallen in love with janet just when the fiat had gone forth that he had no home to offer to her had he only learnt her true value any time during the past half-dozen years he could have married her at once and in all human probability his health in that case would never have broken down at all for janet was just the sort of wife to look after a man well and to see that he was cherished and comforted as well as honoured and obeyed but like many another good man gabriel did the right thing at the wrong time and was sorely punished as are all such innocent offenders for the unpunctuality of his well-doing so while janet soothed him in his dual disappointment over his slighted love and his arrested life-work she unconsciously drove him out of the fire of transitory infatuation for fabia into the frying-pan of unswerving devotion to herself and thus rendered the second state of poor gabriel worse than the first he could not tell her in so many words of his new-born love for her honour forbade it now that he had neither home nor income to offer but janet though not a clever woman in the accepted sense of the word was quite clever enough to see what had come to pass and to be thankful accordingly it was characteristic of her that she did not waste her time nor her strength in regretting that gabriel had not learnt to love her sooner she returned thanks that he had not postponed this awakening until even later and the mere knowledge of it made melody in her heart i expect i must give up st etheldreda's and give it up at once said gabriel one summer's evening as he and his mother and janet were sitting in the garden of the little midland cottage i cannot extend my holiday further and it is time that my successor was appointed and given his work to do but i shall miss it oh i shall miss it his voice broke as he concluded the sentence gabriel had one of those impressionable natures which rise to great heights and sink to great depths he was always either upon mount carmel or lying down under the juniper tree as you say dearest replied mrs carr it seems time that something definite should be done as no locum tenens can stay permanently anywhere because of his own work at home and being a stranger and a sojourner as it were and therefore the course of teaching more disjointed than in the case of the real incumbent besides his not having the threads of all the parishioners in his hands and so less able to administer advice and counsel it is hard to give it all up gabriel groaned and just when i was getting some hold upon the hearts of the people never mind said janet in soothing tones it will all come right but i must mind i cannot help minding it is my business to mind 
janet shook her head no it isn't it is your business to get strong and well as quickly as you can and god's business to look after st ethelreda's oh yes love yes of course it is how clearly dear janet always puts things you must have faith my gabriel more faith think of the grain of mustard seed that the woman hid in three measures of meal till it leavened the whole lump it is faith of that kind that you need dear child and in fact all of us mrs carr was apt to confuse her parables but she held fast to the truths which they set forth it is so easy to have faith for other people and so hard to have it for oneself sighed gabriel but the fact that a duty is difficult does not make it any the less imperative that is so dearest janet and asserted mrs carr if we have to do things we have to do them however impossible they may be and not even in good health or up to our usual spirits which always makes everything more of a burden than otherwise and increases the necessity for a strong tonic and complete rest of mind and body and even if as janet so wisely counsels i leave my work in god's hands what is to become of me deprived suddenly of home and income janet smiled you think that god is equal to the task of looking after st ethelreda's but not quite to be trusted with the responsibility of looking after you as well oh gabriel i am ashamed of you here his mother flew to gabriel's rescue really janet love i cannot allow you to speak of my own ewe lamb in that way you seem to insinuate that gabriel is guilty of irreverence towards his maker which anything further from his thoughts i cannot imagine but one cannot help feeling that the charge of a parish is more worthy to be left in the hands of the creator than attending to a man's private income which is really a layman's duty or even a mere man of business depressed as gabriel was he could not forbear a smile at this especially when he saw janet's hazel eyes twinkle in sympathy it was so thoroughly indicative of mrs carr's attitude towards her maker whom she regarded as a sort of deified archbishop not to be troubled with affairs unconnected with the church if you think that mother you ought never to say grace before meat surely it is what you would call a mere layman's duty to preside over a meal and to bless common food to our use my dear gabriel i have always said grace before meat and always shall it is no use your trying to dissuade me from it it was my custom in my cradle as it will be my custom upon my deathbed taught me by my dear mother and a meal upon which no blessing is asked always terrifies me for fear of undigested food or fishbone in the throat if not main poisoning and typhoid in the milk i never should expect to recover from a meal upon which no blessing had been asked not even if the fish were boned and there was only semolina pudding and by what right i should like to know except the lord build the house men sow and reap in vain 
gabriel suppressed a laugh as he wondered what his mother would do if she were asked to parse one of her own sentences it's all right mother you misunderstood me i am the last person to object to your asking grace before meat but mrs carr was a past mistress in the art of misunderstanding people nothing was too plain or too simple for her to misunderstand she even amazed her own son sometimes by her powers of misapprehension then why did you say so my dear love and cause me so much pain both you and janet are so fond of saying things and then saying that you didn't say them which makes it so confusing for the other person with the best intentions in the world if you don't object to my saying grace why did you say you did and if dear janet doesn't think you irreverent why does she say you are everybody being judged by their words or else how could you know them at all what i want to know is what will become of me after i have resigned the living of st etheldreda's gabriel's passing amusement was over and he was down in the depths again something is sure to turn up the cheerful janet hastened to assure him i feel certain that god will look after you even though it be but secular work to do so janet could not resist making fun of mrs carr sometimes though to do her justice she struggled manfully against the temptation what you need my dear boy is more faith and hope and a country parish though not too scattered in case of bad weather and the squire at your back should the funds run short and no private means but how am i to get a country parish mother it is none so easy and especially as i need one with an income sufficient to keep me from starvation having as you point out no private means true love they do not grow on every bush like sand on the seashore as you say but there must be plenty somewhere or else why aren't all the clergy in the workhouse though as janet is always saying it is no credit to the church of england that they are not being so miserably underpaid and the labour always worthy of his hire certainly the nonconformists set us a good example there though sometimes not catholic in doctrine and of course you would find it a little dull after the constant toil and turmoil of a london parish which would make it so much more soothing and restful i often wish that my small means were sufficient to do more than just keep janet and myself but it is often difficult for us as it is to make both ends meet even pinching ourselves at every turn and only one joint of meat a week it is supper-time said janet rising and folding up her work and i propose that we go in and enjoy it and don't take thought for the morrow any more to-night there's steak and kidney pie and a junket both of which i made myself because i knew that they were two of gabriel's favourite dishes and it is no good making them disagree with us all before we eat them through worrying over what can't be helped thank you janet gabriel was touched he was one of the men and their name is legion who loved to be petted and for my part added janet as they strolled towards the house i have perfect confidence that god will find a way for us out of this difficulty and prove himself a very present help in the present trouble why you always preach so beautifully about faith gabriel i know i do but it is so much easier to preach than to practise 
it isn't easy to do either on an empty stomach said the practical janet so let us have supper at once End of chapter thirteen